Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Terrors. I'm Teresa. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Terra Astralis. Part, part two. two. <laughs> oh my god, that was a sick knife. Um, if you haven't listened to part one of um, Australia's Bonnie and Clyde or David and Car- Car- Catherine, Catherine Barney, Bernie, go check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> you need to listen to part one to listen to part two. Um, in the first part of this episode, we talked about their childhood trauma and their like early life together and their crimes. And now we're going to get into their murders. Mm-hmm. So, let's hop on in. Um, their first murder was Mary Nelson. Mary. Yeah. That's such a fun name. Yeah. I wouldn't name it, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, generic names are cute, but, like, I wish I they could Mary. give my child a generic name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, like, Jessica, but then I'm like, my stepsister's named Jessica. And then I just attacked all the Jessicas in the world. Yes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> um, hang on, I've got a question real quick before we jump into this. Do you think my name's generic? No. No? No. Okay, because I had a job, for one of my jobs I travel around the place and it makes, like, I have to go to people's houses. Mm-hmm. And one of the people's houses I went to, the mum... Her name was Natasha, but without a H. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, my mum's name is Natasha. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, and so she asked me what my name was because she kept on forgetting. I was like, it's Teresa, like Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kept on going to call me Therese the entire time. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't think Teresa was that, like, rare. It's not that common either. Yeah, I, I think, think so. that Tess is more common. Yeah. But Teresa... Is. Yeah, but I've, at the same time, I've never heard someone be called Therese. I think Therese is rarer. I think it is. Like, I think maybe, like, if she knew someone who was called Therese, maybe. that could have been, like, a thing. But no, your name is pretty... Mine's basic bitch as fuck. I like the spelling of yours, though. Yeah, mine's, like... <laughs> I love the spelling of mine. If it was... Ba- like, I would change my name. If it was, like, R-A-C-H-E-E-L, I would oh not. Oh, my God, No. no. That's boring. The A-E-L? Also, That's again, true. Rachel's out there. <laughs> Love you all. But yeah, no, my spelling is a little bit different. Just because my family friend, um, like my dad, like my family friends on my dad's side, yeah. um, they have a daughter that's named is Rachel, and she's born three years older than me. And my dad knew I would grow up with her, and he still had the audacity to give me the same name as her. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you really have to go through that? 
My he dad, knew I was gonna be like Tina. Giving ch- their children weird names because my dad had a thing where, like, he wanted all of our names to be unique. Mm-hmm. So my older brother Sean is spelled the Irish way, S E A N. My younger brother Jaden is spelled without an E, so J A Y D N. He's mm-hmm. also the person who makes our intro and outro music, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is fucking OP. Just saying. Um, and then Teresa with a H. Yeah. My name should be pronounced Theresa. No. Ish. It fucking should. It pisses no. me off. <laughs> okay. I like the that my name's different. people have called me t- Theresa. My, like, my family's got pretty basic things. Like, there's, um, so Nat is, like, Natalie. Yeah. Um, spelt normally. Um, Madeline, spelt normally. Yeah, but they're pretty names. Yeah, and then Rachel and Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is, like, basic bitch, because my dad. But although, like, Thomas was because of my great great-grandfather. So it wasn't just chosen, it was... No, mine was dad's choice, and he chose it, yes, because that other girl's name, which makes me so mad. He knew that we were going to grow up together. He knew. He knew. And he did me dirty. (laughs) Just saying. Both of our dads are dogs dirty. So damn dirty. (laughs) But no, Thomas actually has, like, a family name. (laughs) Um, anyway, back to the murder. Um... This murder happened, or the abduction happened, on the 6th of October, 1986. And she was a 22-year-old psychology student studying at the University of Western Australia. Um, she showed up to the Bernie house to buy some car tyres for her car. Um, she had previously met David at the car wreckers, and he went, yo, if you want a better deal, go to my house, and I'll give you a better deal. So she went so fucking bargain. then. I was like, why would they be selling tires? And I forgot they were, like, car wreckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she went, fucking bargain, I'll take that deal any day. And so Yeah, tires are expensive. They fucking are. <laughs> um, especially for a university student. Absolutely. I dread the day where I have to change my tyres. Yeah, and in the 80s, psychology wasn't, like, a really big or yeah. demanding career, so yeah. she wouldn't be earning a lot either. Well, like, especially if she's still in uni. Yeah. Like, if she's still studying. Like, yeah. Um, she was last seen exiting the car records on the 6th, and her car wasn't found for another six days, um, but it was found at the Riverside Car Park Opposite the police headquarters. <laughs> now, <laughs> when I say they're bold, <laughs> they were very bold. Um, he was fucking ballsy. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nielsen uh, entered the house and she was held at knife point. Um, and let me just say right now, I'm so used to reading or researching American serial killers. So every time I read Held at Knife Point, I'm like, oh, come on, get out a gun. Completely forgetting that we're not allowed guns in Australia. Yeah. And there's a reason behind it. And so I had this moment for, like, maybe ten minutes last going last night going, why the fuck am I this stupid? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's a reason. There is a reason. We don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, but she was held at knife point, then bound, chained, gagged, um, and gagged on the bed. Catherine watched as David repeatedly raped Nelson. Um, and then she would ask David questions about what turned him on the most. So, for her, it was research. Like, in- Like, she was, like, studying. Like, like how to pleasure him. 
So, like, she would, um, Catherine would stand off to the side while David would rape whoever they've abducted, and then she would take notes and be like, oh, what did you like most? That's horrendous. So then she could, like, perform better. Because not only is that poor girl being raped and, like, going through that whole ordeal, but, like, they're just treating it like a, it's like an experiment. Yeah, like a little, like, a science fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrendous. Um. Like a research project, that is. They then took her to the Glen Eagles National Park, where David raped raped her again before strangling her with a light with a nylon cord. I'm stumbling over stumbling over my tongue piercing at the moment. I'm so sorry. Um, and then he stabbed her through the heart after she was dead. That's just dramatic. you want to know why. <sighs> He then told Catherine that by stabbing the body, it would allow any gases to escape it while it was decomposing. Apparently, he read this in a book. So at least he can fucking read. <laughs> um, just wanted you know. I know. Society. I, same. Um, this, this hurts me, because this is in Australia. Yeah. Give us a bad name. Elisa is in an essay. Yeah, but we've had some... A lot of the murders. Your first episode, our very first episode was an essay. So. Yeah. And the snow town. An essay? Snow town. No, churro murders. Yeah, churro. We need to cover those. I want to do an intro though. How yes. cool! Like a destination yes. recording. Yeah. We should do that when we buy our own setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is coming soon, guys. Just let I'm me trying. be not so broke for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to move. Um, you will find that in all like. All four of the victims who died were murdered. They were all buried in very shallow graves, so it was pretty easy to. They find didn't them. even have. They didn't even try. The audacity. Like they, they buried them in fucking sand. Oh my god. Like, the audacity. If you're going to kill someone, at least put in the effort to dig a proper grave. Like, damn. Or at least, okay, guys, rip, like, an honest trick right here if you're gonna kill someone, do it right. Dig a really, really deep hole, bury the body, put a little bit of dirt on top, and then put a dead animal on top. Because any, like, dogs that have been sent out to sniff out the corpse, they're going to find the dead animal. Um, that being said, if they do have, like, radar, they'll be able to see what soil has been turned over. So if they dig down to that animal and it's still, they can set, they can see that the soil has still been turned over. Okay, well, if the police are dumb, yeah. and they don't have the equipment, <laughs> that's one way to I get mean, it. We, yeah, the police here aren't too... Like, <laughs> why are you going back further? I'm just getting under the covers. And freezing. I've got my Udi behind you. Grab the Udi. I don't like Udi's. You're weird. They make me too hot. Aren't you cold? Yes, but I'm not that cold. Okay. It's fine. I'm here. <sighs> just give her a moment to figure out. Fortress right here. <laughs> so it'd be easier if I just paused. No, I'm good. How are you with that? That's a super king blanket, you know. Good. Are you comfy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can I continue? Yes. Okay. Second murder. Susanna Ca- Candy. Ooh. I have a feeling that's wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. Um. You know what, Susanna, um, I will correct myself on the Instagram if I am wrong. Um, 
she this happened on the October 20th so this like I'm, did I say it before? I'm not sure. My brain said, but this all happened like a month. Yeah. So just that in part one. Yeah. Um. So the first murder happened on around the sixth, and this one's happening on the twentieth. So fourteen days, two weeks later. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Um. On October twentieth, they abducted a fifteen-year-old as she was walking along the Sterling Highway in Claremont. Um, Susanna was described as an outstanding student attending Hollywood High School. Um, and I did not know there was a high school in Australia called Hollywood. That kind of sounds American, won't lie. It does. It does. Mm. Um, within seconds of hopping into the Bernie's car, she was immediately held at knife point and her hands were bound. Um, so she was like catching a ride. Yeah. Well, this is the 80s. Again, hitchhiking, yeah. Yeah, you're not taught about stranger danger. And it was a couple. So you'd look at the guy and be like, "Mm." exactly. And then you'd look at the girl. And um, Catherine did all of the talking. David drove. Catherine did all of the talking. Yeah. So she just seemed like this nice. We were talking about this on the phone the other day, how I was like so scared. Because I was like, it scares me, like, that we live in a world like, you think that you can trust them because you see a woman in the car. No. No. Don't trust anybody no nobody god no nobody is your friend like don't trust anyone like mm. no no i would prefer to get blisters all over my feet absolutely um and also women in australia um it's illegal to carry any sort of weapon we've talked about this in an episode before um don't fucking listen to it because it is better to be safe than sorry but save yourself apologize later yeah oh yeah but how fucking stupid is it is it like you defend yourself with like um what's the fucking word no self-defense yes like you use self-defense to defend yourself by using keys in between your knuckles or anything you can be sued for that for protecting yourself i would rather pay like for their for the damages that i do to them than like be raped and murdered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Defend yourself. Apologize later. Yeah. You don't need to save anybody else. Like no. you are more important. Absolutely. At the Look end of yourself. the day, if your gut tells you that you're in danger, you're in danger. Protect yes. yourself. Listen to your gut. <laughs> yes, please. Um. She was taken back to the Bernie's house where she was forced to send letters to her family saying that she had run away to Queensland with her friends. I hate that shit. Yeah, I know. Um, before being gagged, chained and chained to the bed and raped. Um, after David was done raping Susanna, Catherine joined them on be- on the bed and he tried to strangle the girl with the nylon cord. So he tried to strangle Susanna. Um Susanna went hysterical and like, thrashed the bow, obviously. No no 15-year-old wants to be strangled. Yeah. Um, the couple then forced some sleeping pills down her throat to calm her down before continuing to choke her out with the nylon cord. And Catherine, I think, actually did this one. She was the one who choked her out. But sleeping pills don't kick in immediately. No. So they would have had to, like, hold her down while they were, like, kicking in. Yeah. And then proceed like, to strangle what, her. Like 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. That's horrific. Well, she is chained to the bed as well. So once they get the pills in. So they're just, but they're just sitting there knowing that they just shoved some pills down her throat. Yep. And 
it's making it even more of a torturous death for her. Yeah. Because she's sitting there knowing exactly what's going to happen to her. Yep. Horrific. Um, uh, yeah, Catherine did the deed this time. And when asked later, uh, Catherine responded with, um, yeah, like, she did this because I wanted to see how strong I was within my inner self. I didn't feel a thing. It was like I, it was like I expected. I was prepared to follow him to the end of the earth and do anything to see what his desires, that his desires were satisfied. She was a female. Females hurt and destroy males. There's that, that whole mentality Love. of like men are above female. Love. Yeah. You can find your inner strength by like going on a run, do a beach walk, listen to some music. Show the world who you are without a man by your side. Like, okay, you're not a wo- like no. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. There, there are better ways of doing it, mm. but um, they then buried her in another shallow grave in the state forest near where Mary Nelson was located. So they were all kind of in the same location, I think, but one. I've actually on one of my sources, it had such great photos. They will, these will all be on the Instagram, by the way. But one of them, I had, I have photos of the house. I have photos of the house um, mapping. So like, you get to see like what the house looks like from like an aerial view, like you do wow. when you're like looking at houses to rent. Because um, <laughs> you can buy it. You can. Like, mention this in part two. Yeah, um, but you can. The house is There's an tonight. article online. I think it was from so it 2017. It's still for sale. I no, I don't, I don't know. But like this article's from 2017. I've been like trying to sell it. Oh god. Yeah. Um not gonna lie, I'd probably buy that house. Yeah. But like I've got really good photos. I think I've got a photo of like the actual locations on a map of where they're all buried. Yeah. Yeah, this source was really That's good. That's the kind of treasure hunt I don't want. <laughs> yeah, oh god, no. Um okay, third murder, Nolene Patterson. Um this one happened on the first of November, so like eleven days later. What? Holy shit. Yeah. So, like, their 14 days between the first and second murder was, like, a cooling-off period for them. Yeah. These all happened within, like, a week or two between each other. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, their escalation is scary. Yeah. Uh, Nolene was the oldest of the five victims. So she was, um, like, a 30? 31. Yeah. Um, uh, the Barnes, Bernies? They spotted the 31-year-old um, standing outside her car on the Canning Highway. She had run out of petrol in her car on the way back from work. Um, she worked as a bar manager at a golf club. Mm-hmm. Um, the club members described her as extremely popular, charming, and polite. Um, it's always a good one. Yeah, I know. Um, she actually used to be like an air hostess or something, so she was like oh. really good with like um, customer service. Customer service yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, uh, looks and appearance comes into being an air hostess as well. So, like, yeah. she would have been extremely pretty. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming she would have looked fairly young for her age then. I guess. I mean, also before this, they had, um, gone for, like, younger women. Yeah. And she's, like, the they oldest of them. They don't actually go for, like, age or anything. They just go for females. Mm. Oh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll go into it now, but... They had a, like, 
So you know how every serial killer has like that one thing that they a do? A victim profile and or like a um tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their tell was, so Catherine would pick out all the ladies that they did this to. Yeah. And so they would drive along highways and then... And they, she selected them. She selected them, but she would oh. say something in particular. Let me go to the top of this article real quick. Um, also, Catherine looks fucking normal. Um, the girls on Morbid say that they both look disturbing and crazy and all that, but I don't think so. These two actually just look like normal Australian citizens. That's, they look a little bit bogan, but like that's even more scary to me. I know, like because then you'd be like you'd feel more inclined to get like look at this. This is her in jail. Look at how fucking normal she looks. That's, yeah. She yeah. does look like a just an Aussie woman. Yeah, she. Which is she really funny. It really does. That's kind of funny that Morbid thinks that like that she looks crazy. Yeah. That's literally just world. That's look like Australians. <laughs> Crazy. I won't lie, I sat there listening to that and went, oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, but it's very scary, because here's the thing. People like that don't always look like they are like that. Yeah. They are normal people on the outside. Yeah. Never trust anybody. No. No. It's no. not. Um, but people are Catherine, good. Yeah. Catherine was known as, like, the puppeteer of the two. So she would, like, choose and decide everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she wore the pants in the relationship. Pretty like, much. Yeah. But she was still, like, smitten. So, like, completely yeah. smitten. Um, but they would go along these highways until they spotted a young girl and she would say, I've got the munchies. And if he agreed and he liked this woman as well, he would respond with, I've got the munchies too. And then they That's pull disgusting. And try to lure them into the car. I hate that. That makes me so uncomfortable. I know. Um. Oh. Once, uh, once Nolene was in the car, she had a knife to her throat. She was tied up, told not mm-hmm. to move, or she would be stabbed to death. So um, there, there, am I? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's all the same. They're all held at knife point. They're all strangled with a nylon cord, they're yeah. all chained, gagged to the bed, and they're all raped. And then they're all disposed of in the same sort of area. Yeah, in yeah. a forest area. Yeah. Um, she was taken to the barn's house where she was gagged, chained to the bed, and raped repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, from the moment Catherine saw Nolene, she was instantly filled with, like, envy for this woman. Because um, not only was Nolene pretty... But she was popular, she was charming, and she was winning the heart of David. Um, Catherine could tell that David was slowly falling for Nolene, and didn't like this. When you say slowly, you mean over like the two days yeah, that this happened? Like, it was actually a few more days. Um, Nolene was kept for, I think, three to five days. Right, so for them, slowly. Yeah. Um, but she picked her. Yep. Like... Catherine picked her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, because she, she, she would have picked her because she would have thought, oh, David would like this one. She oh, is such a weird personality. Yeah. Like, I would love to go into the psychology of her. Yeah. Because she's so... I mean, she's still alive. <gasps> what if we interviewed her? Oh, my God. Because she's so, like, sure of herself in some things, but then at the other time, she's completely submissive to him. Yeah. And it's like she has no self worth, but she 
has the dominance about her because she wants to please him. Yep. Um, in a jealous frenzy, she grabbed the knife, held it to her heart, and threatened to kill herself if she if David didn't choose between her or Nolene. Could um, you imagine if that's where it ended? She just stabbed yes. herself. <laughs> um, He's like, bye. Spoiler, it isn't. Um, uh, David kind of drags it out for three more days until um, Catherine pressured David into finally finishing her off. Um, David forced an overdose of sleeping pills down Nolene's throat before strangling her with a nylon cord, all while Catherine kept a watchful eye over the scene to make sure that it was done. Um, they took her body to the forest and buried her along with the others. Catherine got pleasure in throwing sand into Nolene's now dead face. Like, she... I'm not, I'm not trying to, no. Yeah, I know, but like, visible pleasure in throwing sand Mm -hmm. into her face. That, I'm very shocked that she didn't have more, like, when an autopsy was done on her, like, that there wasn't more wounds to her face or genitals because that is a very like that's a very big tell of like a jealous sort of crime where there's like more injuries to the face Um, i don't think catherine actually joined in in any of the sexual activities Mm. so any of the rape she just stood to the side so but she just enjoyed burying them basically yeah she just liked being a part of it and knowing that david was getting pleasure out of it everything she did was for david um Now on to the... You don't have to try that hard in a relationship. No, (laughs) if you have to try that hard in a relationship, just fucking leave. It's It's, not worth it. Yeah, you'll find someone that you don't have to participate in murders for. Remember, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, Fourth murder, Denise Brown. This happened on the 5th of November. So this is four days later. Yep. When do they find the time? Do they not have, like, actual lives? Well, they, uh, the only life they had was David had a job at the Wreckers. Love, I, I so guess on his days out, he'd be like, you know what, gonna. I have a full time job and I can't even find time to fart. Like, what the (laughs) fuck do you mean? And they're like killing people every four days. I, I feel so sorry for people who listen to this podcast. Shit! Oh my god, I was not expecting. I don't um, have the time. If we ever release release merch, I want that on like a tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh shit. Um. So November fifth, they abducted twenty one year old Denise as she waited for a bus on the Sterling Highway. Um. Denise was described as a fun loving girl who spent her um free time dancing and at nightclubs. So she was a very like. She was a 21-year-old having fun, as any 21-year-old would have. Yeah. You know what, I'm about to turn 20, and I don't have that life. (laughs) I wasn't listening, this is just a little side note, but I was listening to one of the guys at work talk the other day. Yeah. And he was talking about, like, all of these things that he did, like, how he got stuck on a rooftop when he was drunk, and how, like, he fell off a deck when he was drunk and hit his head on a mountain, on a concrete flower bed and all this stuff. All this fun he's having, and I, like, he's, like, and he's, like, 30s or something and I thought that he was talking about like when he was like 20 and he was like no this was like last week what and the I was like fuck? I 
I'm never in my entire life going to have any of the events happen that you do. Okay. <laughs> the most drunk I've ever been, I, I remember everything from that night, but I woke up the next morning with a cut on my knee because I'd worn jeans with slits in the knee, mm-hmm. and that cut got so infected, I thought there was a pebble in my knee. Like, there were several times in the night where I fell over, but no time in the night do I remember actually cutting my knee. That's the worst that's ever happened. Actually, no, I take that back. I try to convince my friend to stab me. Yeah. That was a, that was an odd experience. And me and her boyfriend were getting, like, these Snapchats where she was, like, she was we getting drunk with her friend. And she literally was trying to convince him to stab her. And he was like, no. We're not stabbing you. I have a freckle on the bottom of my foot. And I think it's really cute. And so I wanted a freckle in the middle of my hand, and, like, I was thinking, while drunk, I have a lot of freckles on my face, and a lot of my acne scars I can pass off as freckles. So I was like, if you know what? If I stab myself and I get a scar on my hand, I can pass that off as a freckle. That was my thought process, and that's why I wanted him to stab me. And there is so much wrong with that. I know, <laughs> I now realise that as a sober person. But while pissed drunk on like uh, maybe 13, 14 shots of whatever I was drinking, I don't know. I wasn't either. rational. I think there's only been twice where I've ever been drunk enough to like have anything interesting happen. Really? Really? Yeah. Only like twice. Once was once was with that um at like a um sleepover thing. It was like a camping trip type thing. Yeah. And nothing really happened. I just... Oh. <laughs> like, literally nothing. Oh, that was the first night I told him I loved him. But that, oh, that's cute. <laughs> I said, I don't think... He, I was like, you know how I've been telling you that I'm, falling in, that I'm falling in love with you? I don't think I am. And he was like... And I was like, I think I am in love with you. Aww. <laughs> so even cute. in my drunk state, I was like, I'm going to prank him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a bitch. <laughs> too many people um perhaps that's why she didn't think twice before taking a lift so she went oh well i'm nice to everyone why wouldn't everyone be nice to me that's the downfall with so many people and it's so sad you know what i feel like you're that person though i am that person you are that person absolutely yeah please don't hop into anyone's car i won't thank you if you do i i will murder you no i won't (laughs) um I'm the sort of person who has to convince myself every time that I pass someone to not give them a ride. I would never hop into somebody right. else's car, but I'm the type of person who wants to give hitchhikers rides. Right. And that's my issue. Yeah. Um, like the other victims, she was held at knife point and taken into the house before being chained to the bed and raped. Uh, later when she was being taken to the Wanneroo? Wanneroo? Wanneroo. Pine Plantation. Um, this is why she was alive, by the way. David and Catherine supposedly almost picked up another young girl, a 19-year-old who was rec- who recognised the faces of the couple um, who offered her a lift in the newspaper after their arrest. Um, her name isn't disclosed, by the way, so I don't know it. They were so busy that they were legit going to do two in one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when the 
car pulled up beside her, she recognised three people in the car. David in the driver's seat, Catherine in the passenger seat, and another slumped over in the back, later realising that it was most likely Denise's unconscious body. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. But, like, being an innocent girl, wait, like, you don't walk around thinking everyone's a murderer. So she went, oh, this is her, like, their daughter. You just passed out. But if you have any doubt, call the police. They would rather be inconvenienced than, like, something like this happening. Yeah. Um, I've got a quote here. Um, they continued to sit there and I looked into the back seat where there was a small person with short brown hair lying across the seat. I thought it must have been their son or daughter asleep in the back. The person was in a sleeping position and from the haircut it looked like a boy, but for some reason I got the feeling it was a girl. I told them again I didn't want to lift because walking was good exercise. The man looked up for the first time and gazed at me before looking away again. By this time, more cars had appeared and decided to walk away, but they continued to sit in the car. Finally, they, um, finally the car started and they did another U-turn and drove up Pinjar Road towards the Pine Plantation. It wasn't until I saw a really good photo of Catherine Burney and I realised who they were. Someone, somebody must have been looking after me that day. I don't know what would have happened to me if I'd gotten into that car. My god. I don't. Um, once the Bernies arrived safely to the forest, David proceeded to rape Denise before stabbing her in the neck while still raping her. That <sighs> makes me unsettled. Um, Denise didn't die right away though. Um, Catherine found a bigger knife and told David to stab her again. He willingly obliged and started slashing at her body until she lay dead at his feet, burying her in the grave. Do you know if they also engaged in, like, necrophilia? I don't think they did. I think this was, like, the closest they got to it. Yeah, because I was just thinking that, that, like, if she died during, he still did it, yeah. Yeah. If that was the thing that he wanted. Yeah, no, she didn't die. Um, she died when her body was being slashed with a bigger knife. Um... Actually, no. Um, while covering her with sand, her body quickly sat up straight and she gasped for air. Um, David grabbed his axe and swung it at her head, striking her um, skull at full force. She then sat up for a second time with David, um, and David turned the axe around to the blunt end and whacked her again and cracked her skull open. Then they proceeded like nothing happened and they just proceeded to cover her with the sand. And that's how she died. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that axe would have been like embedded in her skull. Yeah. Um. So. Oh my god. This murder was so gruesome, even for um, Catherine. Um. And this is where we go into the last victim. After the previous victim, um, Denise. Catherine was extremely shaken. Um, yeah. She didn't mind the raping and strangling of other women. Oh, she didn't mind it. Oh she didn't mind God. it. Um, but the brutal murder of Denise left her extremely unsettled. Um, this was just fucking should. It should. Every fucking human thing about it. Should. Um, the only human reaction she got out of any of this was that. Um, but this is most likely the reason why she had left the next girl untied in the bedroom, leaving her a chance to escape. 
and this is where you get into it. Um, here's a quote from Catherine. I have a lot of quotes in here, mainly because I wasn't fucked writing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, quote, deep and dark in the back of my mind was yet another fear. I had a great fear that I would have to look at another killing, killing like that of Denise Brown. The girl he murdered with the axe. I wanted to avoid this at all costs. In the back of my mind, I had come to the position where I really did not care if the girl escaped or not. When I found out that the girl escaped, I felt a twinge of terror run down my spine. I thought to myself, David, we're furious. What shall I tell him? End quote. Um, on November 12th, so two days later, it's time for it to get it shorter. Um, oh my god! I know. Um, 17-year-old Kate Moore, M-O-I-R, Moore, 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 Kate, Kate was hitchhiking along the Sterling Highway after a Sunday bender with her friends. Good old Sunday? Yeah, a Sunday. I envy that. 17-year-old, have fun. Um... She blindly trusted the harmless-looking couple when they approached her in the car. They looked normal. Yeah. Um, when arrived at her family's home, David pulled a butcher knife from his Ugg boot. How fucking Australian is that, though? Just that sentence, a butcher's knife from his Ugg boot. I would be so fucking terrified. <laughs> Have you ever been hit in the shin with a razor? Scooter, like yeah, a oh razor scooter to the ankle. Can you imagine a fucking butcher's knife oh to the God. ankle? Ow. Like I don't trust myself to carry a knife. This is the same man who was into his penis. Oh yeah, well. So yeah. I don't. Think I can't get over that. That's I know. I still don't understand. He's really copying Albert Fish here. He just went copy. I wish that he had used unsanitary needles and he got gangrene, and his dick fell off. <laughs> I think that that should have been his fate, but here we go. No, it isn't. Um, and he held this knife to her throat. Um, Kate rep- reportedly heard Catherine turn to David and say, I've got the munchies. Have you got the munchies? The secret sign that they had for the next victim. Um, when taken back to the Bernie's house, she was forced to dance in front of them to the song Dire the with the the Dire the Strat song Romeo and Juliet. Don't know what that song is, but search it up if you want. Um, before she was chained to the bed and raped by David as Catherine sat in the corner and took notes. Oh my god. So she's literally she's like studying she's like, like it was a lecture. Therapy. She's like that like therapist that sits in the back of the corner and like does, does your evaluation. Yeah. When you're, like, sitting in a room talking to someone. Am I the only one who's been in this situation? Yes. This explains my childhood. Um, <laughs> no, when you're, like, sitting in a room with, like, a therapist and there's someone in the back corner taking notes and you're, like, what are they writing? What like, are you fucking doing? <laughs> 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 what mental illness is it they putting on me? <laughs> That's so oh, creepy. God. Um, during the night, she was given a pen and paper to write her last goodbyes to her loved ones. Um, then forced to shower before being moved to the master bedroom where she was raped again. Um, she was then forced by David to keep, to take sleeping pills, but she actually hid these pills underneath her tongue. Um, and then hid them when David had left underneath the mattress. 
Yeah, no, she's smart. Um, fearing that if she went to sleep, she would never wake up again. The next morning, she was forced to call her parents to tell them that she was extremely drunk the previous night. Um, she was warned that if she had told them about her kidnapping, she would be killed like the others. Because she, like, obviously, yeah. she knew that there most likely would have been others. You so. know me so well. Yeah. That, like, if I was kidnapped or something, I would call you, you can, and you would know. Like, I would, like, leave, like... You, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, what are some things you could say for the other person yeah. to know? You could literally turn around and be like, feed my tortoise. And, like, the other person would sit there and be like, or, like, Rachel, you'd sit there and be like, there's my fucking tortoise, what the fuck? Yeah. And, then <laughs> and you, you would know something is up. Yeah. Um, or, like, I could go say, um... Could you pick up my clothes from Dad's place? Yeah. I don't talk to my dad. Yeah. You would know that. Yeah. Um, so there's just little things. Like, I think that that's such an important thing. Like, work it out with your friends and family. It's kind of like a safe word. Yeah. Have things that, like, you can say that won't bring attention to yeah. the person that, like, holding you. Though like, it just seems like a normal conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to you guys, you know that, like, Yeah. Um, everyone should organise one of those. We should organise one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the following Monday morning, David left for work like usual, because he was, like, highly respected in this workplace that he worked at, the car wreckers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went every day like he went to, like he should have. Um, and this gave Kate the sense of hope that she would be able to get out alive. Mm-hmm. Um, she hid a lipstick and a piece of paper with her phone number as proof that she was there. And as Catherine answered a knock at the front door, Kate took the opportunity to break the bedroom window and jump out into the carport and ran. Oh um, God. one source said that she ran out naked and another source said that she only had a singlet and leggings. She was, we'll say bare. Yeah. Yeah. Um... She tried knocking on three doors with no response because no one was home before she ran into a shop and begged the man inside to call the police and said, if a woman comes in saying that I'm her daughter and that we had a fight, don't believe her. And so he took her to the police. Um, And when taken to the police, Kate told them about the events that had happened in the hands of the sex-crazed couple um, and about the little clue that she left in the house as evidence that she was there. Yeah. Um, she also described uh, David as a man with a long nose. It's a very long nose. <laughs> um, and Catherine is a yeah, no, no longer than yours. Oh damn. Yeah, I know. Um, you're like it's impressive. What <laughs> why? Um, again, check out the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Um, and she described Catherine as a woman with a permanent frown and high cheekbones. That's accurate. It is very I just accurate. I saw the photo of her and that's accurate. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll show you real quick, if I can, find please one. Oh, please. <laughs> David. It's so week. fucking unsettling. Um, here he is. Like, look at it. Again, he just looks like a normal Aussie. But that fucking Why nose. do I feel like I've seen him before? Like, I, know, I feel like I know. he looks like a lot of Aussie people. Like, I feel like he looks like a lot of Aussie men that I've seen. Like, he, he literally... He not has only a face. Looks, 
He not only looks like he works at a car records, like yeah. Do you he, know what? He like looks, some sort of auto mechanic. I feel like he has that face that you've like seen before. Like he just yeah. has that face that you're like, I've seen that in like a ton of different movies. Yeah. Except for his nose, that's a Yeah. That is a That is a known. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's yeah, really impressive. No, she, she was like real good at like describing them. Yeah. Um like spot on in as few words as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, officers waited at three more house street. That's their address, by the way. We have their address. Three more house street. Obviously, they don't live there anymore. No, but like that's the so house. I want to see that house. I know. Um, I can. We've got photos of it before, the, like at the date where like these murders happened mm. and today. Mm. So we can. I've got so many photos, dude. It's mm, a lot. So um. The officers waited at the house until Catherine. Um. Catherine. I keep on. I, I feel like this entire time I've been switching between Catherine and That's Catherine. Okay. She doesn't. We don't care. You know what? It's fine. Um, until Catherine arrived home and was arrested, while David was arrested at work. Um, David claimed that Kate was a willing participant in their sexual activities and even went to the house originally to smoke weed. Um, this isn't the case. The interviews went late into the afternoon, and like. When the detective thought they like thought they were not going to get anything out of them, one of the detectives fucking Jesus. Um, <laughs> one of the detectives said like kind of jokingly, not expecting it to work. He said, "It's getting dark. Why don't you just show me where the bodies are so we can dig them up?" And David responded with, "Okay, there's four." So he just went from zero to a hundred yeah. like so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Once told of David's confession, Catherine cracked under the pressure, and detectives decided to take the couple handcuffed to order the supposed burial sites. So, like, they literally, this couple literally gave them, like, direction. Um, on the way to the first burial site, David got so carried away in talking, oh, Jesus, I lost my spot. Shit. (laughs) Ah! I just can't get over the fact that, like, they were not saying anything. Like, we're not going to talk. And then they're like, Coach Dirk, can you show us the body? So he's like, yeah. Like, let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. Um, <clears throat> David got so carried away in talking that they drove past the dirt road leading to the bodies and had to make a U-turn. Like, he was fucking that enjoying this. That so unsettling. I know. Like, just going down a normal road, <clears throat> getting directions. But then if you think about someone who's, like, giving you directions, they're like, oh, sorry, Mr. Tony, making you turn. But in this situation, it's yeah, so I unsettling. Yeah, I do that. Oh, my um, God. It was like he was talking to friends. Yeah. Like, what we do. It's so unsettling. Yeah. Um, and when it came to showing Nolene's body, Catherine jumped at the opportunity to show that she knew exactly where she was buried. She hated it. Yeah. And when the grave was discovered, Catherine went as far as to spit on her grave. What a bitch! I know! What a bitch! That, she didn't deserve any of that. Like, no. anyone's gonna come out here just because you're fucking jealous. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, I do get that Catherine did have... Like, didn't have that advantage in life where she didn't have a good family home growing up. And yeah. she didn't have any friends growing up either. But you know what? A lot of people don't. But at the same time, you had a choice. You yes. had that first husband. You had seven kids. You could have turned your life around. You always and you fucking didn't. have a choice. You do. Here's the thing. 
yes, like, those people are at a disadvantage, but you always have a choice. Yeah. Like, and you can feel sorry for the kid version of them, but, like, when they grow up, they have a choice. Like, it does not excuse what they do at all. No. Um, on November 12th, um, police charged Catherine, Catherine, <laughs> Catherine and David each with four counts of murder, two counts of aggravated sexual assault on a 17-year-old, and one count of deprivation of liberty. I'm not exactly sure what that means, though. Deprivation of liberty, isn't it, like, making you a freedom? Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes so, sense. like, not letting you sit, like, not letting you leave, depriving you of, like, your freedom. Right. That makes sense. I think, no, that does make sense. I think that's what it is. Um, next on to their trial and time in prison. Or, like, depriving you of your choice. Like, depriving yeah. you from the freedom of choice. Yeah. Taking away your freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hearing was held um, in February 1987, at which both Catherine and David Burney pled guilty to all charges. Like, they fucking shit up. Uh-huh. Um... Justice Alkin Wallace sentenced David Burney to life in prison, stamping his we- record with never to be released. Yes. Yes! Label him a dangerous offender. Never get out. <laughs> I love um, when they do that. The judge commented each of these horrible crimes were premeditated, planned, yes. and carried out cruelly and relentlessly they had- over a comparatively short period. Mm-hmm. He should never be let out of prison. Mm-hmm. And he is. Correct. They had, like, a game word. Like, they were like, yeah, like, that is so premeditated and psychotic. Yeah. Like, no. they, no, they were not. They are not fit for society. No, they are not fit for society, but they weren't insane. No. No. No, no, no. They are perfectly stable. Yeah, I mean not stable. I mean not clearly. stable. They were there's something wrong. They but they know what they're doing. Their they're aware of all their choices. Yeah, it wasn't some sort of other being telling them to do so. No, no. Although I wouldn't be shocked if they were the type of people who would be like, a little bit more. Jesus told me that these people like so they so would be the type of people who would cling insanity. They didn't though. I'm surprised though. I I was actually as well when because I was researching. Like, they seem like the shitty people that would t- like that would sort of do that. One hundred percent. They would try to be like, I didn't have any responsibility. Like you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, for the four years in prison, the lovers exchanged over two thousand six hundred letters. Why the fuck were they able to communicate with each other? I don't know. That um, should never be allowed. She told visitors of her hopes to be re- released on parole, Mm-mm. despite Justice Wallace's pronouncement that strictly security life imprisonment would be meant exactly that for her. It should mean should mean exactly that for her. Um, she said that she was confused and distressed, coming down from a heroin addiction during her trial. Hell no. Nope. There it is. There it is. Yep. Um, the diversion of responsibility. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Catherine Burney allegedly told one visitor, if I get out of here when I'm 55, we might be able to get together, but we'll be too old to do anything. What a gross human being. I know. 
Like, but the yeah. fact that you have the audacity to talk like that, or to just even talk, like, you know, you are <laughs> never going to get out, you are never going to experience life as a normal human being, because you can't. And as far as we know, no, actually, I'll get into it in a minute, I won't say anything now. Um, in 1990, David um, claimed that he was being sent into a physical and mental breakdown being apart from Catherine. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, in 1997, Catherine's love for David had wavered and slowly she started sending less and less letters to him. Um, they shouldn't even be allowed to communicate. That should yeah. not be a thing. Um, and in the end, she started a campaign for a parole, and she decided that she stood a better chance by cutting him off, like, completely. So she stopped sending him letters. <laughs> Your face but the little. other thing is, though, she had a chance at a normal life and still chose to leave that to be with him. Yeah. So she's not capable of going out and starting, like, a new normal. Like, she's not capable of that, nope. really. Um... Excuse me. Uh, excuse the time David's letters were left unanswered. He was put on antidepressants. Um, in early October... Wasting our tax money. (laughs) (laughs) In early October 2005, an error happened in the system which wiped David from the system, taking away his antidepressants. On the morning of the 7th of October, the 54-year-old man was found in cell 12A hanging from a sheet. No one claimed his body, and he was buried in an unmarked pauper's grave. I hope he got what he I fucking deserved. I hope that the guards who buried him threw sand on him and spat on him. Oh, please! I, oh, oh. No. That would top it off. Um, in 2007, Catherine applied for a parole and was considered a low-risk case for re-offending, but her request was denied because of the extreme nature of her crimes. They did not! Yeah. They marked her low-risk. Um, and they were, yeah, because, like, she, she was, like, getting into art, she was volunteering at the library in the prison, she looked like she was, like, rehabilitated. You know but, why? Because people like that no. know how to make themselves look better. Yeah. I mean, she'd been doing this shit since, what, she was 12? And she's no now in, like, the 50s, 60s. Um, she's still in prison to this day, I'm pretty yeah. sure. She tried to appeal for parole multiple times, but every single time it was um, denied. And here is where the justice system does this justice. Ready? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year it was. But eventually, the, I can't remember if it was, I think it was Australia as a whole, the right for any serial killers to appeal for a parole has been taken away. So before, they would, um, they would be obligated to appeal for one every three years, but that is going to be completely stripped from their rights, and they will never get out. So she is in prison for life. She will never get parole. Yes! She got oh her. She died. Yes, Australia. Yeah. The only time during this episode that I've actually been proud. To be I know. Australian. Oh my god. It's actually it actually that like ends up be... on a good note because um David ends up dead um in an unmarked grave um 
Catherine goes by unscathed by his death. He, he probably went, oh, you know what? She'll follow me to my grave. She never fucking did, I by the way. Um, and now prison. she's rotting in a grave. Oh, uh, not a grave. Um, A cell. Good. Yeah, yeah. good, 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 good. But I've got a little you note what, here. Though, I, just one side note. I, I like that they aren't able to apply for parole. I know. But um, same. that should also be the same with uh, sex offenders and child Yes. Like, yes. Child offenders. Yeah. Let's let's work on that, guys. Let's Well, when you become a police officer. Yeah, damn straight. That's on the work <laughs> Yes. Um. She is now Bandyips. Is that the prison's name? B a n d y u p. Bandyip. 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 Fuck. I just kept saying the same word then hoping it would sound yeah, different. <laughs> it's an indigenous word, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's in this women's maximum security prison. Mm-hmm. She's a longest serving mate there. Oh, wow. And she serves a prison wing with the vampire wheelie being killer Jessica Stans. Did you say vampire wheelie being Yeah! Killer? I only added that in because of that! Can we please cover? <laughs> oh my god, actually, like, I didn't do any research on I'm it, sorry. but how fucking weird is that name? When you said vampire, I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Vampire really bin? Yeah! <laughs> like, like, the bins you take out to the fucking street from your if house. If we don't do that in the next month, Can I'm gonna be please? mad. please? Oh my god. Please. I'll do it as my next run. I'm not here. I'm, I'm no, next week I'll do a conspiracy theory. Yes. I'm not here next week, guys, because I don't have a day off until Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, next week will be another conspiracy theory. So, for those who like that episode, um, I'm going to ask Casey if she wants to come back, and if not, then I'm going to fucking cry. <laughs> I should give you some serious, some conspiracy theories. Like, Please do. On. I'll, like, give you guys random conspiracy theories that you, like, don't know. Don't give me the Bermuda Triangle, because I don't actually believe that one. You don't believe in I the Bermuda Triangle? No. That surprises me. Well, it's... If there's, okay, I think it's just by chance. There's a lot of conspiracies that I, I don't believe in most conspiracy theories. I don't think there's a single one that I genuinely believe. Oh my god, yeah, that's kind of believable. I, if I was to have one, it would be the Bermuda Triangle. Really? Yeah. Because there's so much. Yeah. Like, there's just so many things. See, for mine, it would be the dragons, which we covered in the last conspiracy. I brought that up to Zach, and he was like, mm, you know no, what? Because he's obsessed with, like, dinosaurs and everything. Yeah. So he was like, mm-hmm. no. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, Zach? You can get fucked. And I know you're listening to this. Dragons exist. Yes. Suck my dick. He actually doesn't listen to it anymore. <gasps> that bitch. <laughs> Dylan still listens. Yeah, he, um, he's like, he can't handle the... Oh, just boohoo! He does such a bitch. (laughs) He likes all our posts and he like supports all of it and like tells people about it. He just can't like stomach listening to it. Yeah, which is fair. Not a lot of people. I know my mom can't. Yeah, and she still like supports me. Yeah, when I come out with merch, which probably won't be. Oh my god! I said because I was talking to him about merch the other day, and I was like, I feel like we should do like a wine glass, a shot glass, and then I was like, and then like a bourbon glass. Ooh, like one in each, and he was like, yeah. I would buy that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell, hell yes. And then a hoodie. I want a hoodie. I will fucking live in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine just like Terra Astralis and then like the blood drip? Yes. Oofed. 
So good. I'm. You know what? You've got to make me excited. Ba- handles on the back of it. Oh my god, yes! Mm-hmm. But like, Terra Charlotte's down the side of the sleeves. Yes! Can we fucking, yes. Dude, I will actually design it. Terra like, Charlotte right down the sleeves. We got like the blood drips and, and like the, the logo. Eye. Yes. Yeah. And then we've got like the handles in the back. Yeah. Or like yes. a, a quote from us. So like, yes. you know how my favourite murder is, um, SpaceX theme, don't get murdered? Yeah. We should like, have one. We, we don't. Morbid's, but... Morbid's is fresh airs with dead people. We what? need one. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't listen to Morbid a lot, so... So theirs is fresh airs for dead people, as in, like, never go outside, don't get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. We need a motto. Well, I feel like they only, like, become mottos when fans are like, oh my god, yeah. this thing that they said is really yeah. funny. I don't think our community's there yet. It's we'll okay. Get we'll get there. Especially with this network, uh-huh. hopefully. That's not canon production. Yep. Um, Do you have anything more on this case? No, I don't. Awesome. Um, that's the end of the case, because uh, I honestly sat there at my desk today and last night for hours doing research and typing. I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do any more. Mm. My brain is fried. Yeah. You can tell by my speech. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're not doing well today. It no. was a rough day. Um, so Luckily us. we don't have to upload today. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at Terrashiles Podcast. And on TikTok by the same handle, Terrashiles Podcast. Send us uh, your terror tales on Podcast at gmail.com otherwise, or any case suggestions or just to have a chat. Or conspiracy theories. Yes. Anything. Um, because I struggled finding conspiracy theories in our last episode. Um and check out uh, That's Not Canon. Yes, That's yeah. Not Canon Productions. I actually love that name, by the way. Yeah, It's too. fucking awesome. Let me see if I can find... They um, have a website? Yeah, they do. They have yeah. a website. If you go um, That's Not Canon Productions, I think, .com, it should show up. And they have, like, over, I think, 70 different podcasts in their network. Um, that's Not Canon.com. Of, yeah, and all of them look fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go check them out and we'll catch you on the flip side, Terrace. That's such a fun outro. Yeah? Can we do that? Okay. We were trying to work it out at the end of episode one and it's, ugh. Yeah. You mean part one? Yeah. Yeah. That's much. You know what? I was like, we need an outro. Catch you on the flip side, Terrace. Okay. Cute. Yeah. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.